0: Hello, and welcome to Grand Canyon Echoes, the voice of District 3 Toastmasters.
1: Hello, this is your podcast host, Don Griffith. This episode features a rebroadcast of a recording made at the District 3 Spring Conference in 2018. Phoenix Business Radio's Karen Nowicki was there to interview our members, and she has generously allowed us to reuse those recordings.
0: Good afternoon and welcome to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Sheridan Crescent Hotel today. And I have had the great privilege of uh, broadcasting and interviewing folks with District 3 Toastmasters. We're at the Spring Conference. And I believe the theme today is Blazing to Success. Mm -hmm. And I am fortunate to spend the next couple of minutes with two gentlemen who have been Toastmaster members for not too long compared to some of the guests that I've had earlier. Some folks have been on with us today that say they've been part of Toastmaster. Masters for 30, 25, 20 years, uh, but today I'd like to introduce you to the father and son team, Randy and Kevin Tudor, and fairly new to Toastmasters considering the longevity of some of these other guests. Welcome to Phoenix Business Radio.
2: Well, thanks. Uh, happy to be here. Thanks for letting us interview with you. Yeah.
1: Thank you very much for the opportunity. I'm Glad
0: thrilled. Yeah. Thrilled to have you both. And uh, so how long have you been members of Toastmaster? I understand through Randy, you both started about the same time.
2: We started the same day, going January of 2017. We showed up for our first Toastmaster meeting. I was 63 years old. I waited a long, way too long to get started, and I encouraged Kevin to come with me. We talked about it for a couple of years and just never found the time, and we finally strolled in. And once we strolled in one meeting, we knew we wanted to come back.
1: Yeah, one one club. We didn't even have to go to multiple clubs. We went to one meeting, saw what Toastmasters can do for people, for the club members, and we said we need to be a part of this, and we haven't looked back since then.
0: I love that, and that's the same similar story that I hear from members, those folks who have been to the studio with me for interviews, but even today, the new friends and faces that I've met, it becomes just part of who you are, does it not? And and take me back to, you had mentioned, Randy, that you had considered it for a period of time. Both of you had talked about it before. What was the impetus? What was the desire to be part of Toastmasters? Let's talk about that piece first. Why did you think that it might be a good fit?
1: Well, I think a lot of people share the same initial reason for coming in, and that's most simply to become a better public speaker. That's that's the headline, right, of Toastmasters is, I want to come in it to be a better public speaker. And we do within our work we work together and we do presentations and things like that in front of small groups and large groups and we wanted to be very comfortable with doing that and that was something that that was really our major driver in the beginning for joining and really within a month or so we came to find out it's about so much more than just public speaking and I think those are the really the great rewards when you you meet the people And you find out about the leadership opportunities. And it's just uh, there's a lot more opportunity beyond just public speaking. But that, for me, is really what brought, brought me there in the beginning.
2: And we were fortunate to get out of the club in our first month and go to a contest. And we started meeting people and talking to people and seeing what goes on beyond the club. So many members seem to not take too long to get to that point. We were fortunate that we got to do that right away. And we went out and learned what was going on in District 3 and that we could be a part of that. And we just jumped in with both feet. Both of us did at the same time.
0: I, I love it. And now running for offices.
2: Yep.
1: We've done every step of the way we've kind of done together. And either one of us is the leader on that and says, well, I think I might do this. Do you want to join me? And we go, you know what? Yeah. We we already work together. We spend days together. We might as well do this together, too. And it's just been every step of the way that we've taken is always, it, it always pushes you your comfort zone. Right. And then once you push one comfort zone, you...
0: You're ready for the next, aren't you? ready for the next, exactly.
1: We've, We've been fortunate, I think we both feel fortunate to have been able to take those steps together.
2: And like Kevin says, you come into it thinking one thing... But we ended up just seeing how much it gives to us, how how much it's contributed to our weeks and our, our year now, year and four months, and it's just amazing. And we want to be a part of that, continuing to get the word out to people, and that's why we're both involved in, in leadership with District 3.
0: I um, have so many questions based on what you're sharing, but I want to go back to your very first comment. Uh, Randy was uh, around how you had it was on your to-do list for quite some time. You finally made the commitment. Uh, Kevin spoke to you know kind of why it was important. Tell me about the excuses that you came up with that kept you from joining or even showing up at a meeting because I think that's really an important conversation. I'm a perfect example of that. My current story or excuses that I'm in startup mode with a studio and I'm working six. 60, 70 hours a week. That is not a joke. That's legit. I have a 10-year-old at home still. But Toastmasters has been on my list of things to do that other professional speakers have encouraged me to do over the years. And I always thought, well, yeah, you know, maybe when I slow down, I'll put out. And I've been very blessed to be kind of on the peripheral with Toastmasters this year because we've had so many great guests come to the studio. And being here this weekend, it's the same thing. I'm like, why? What? My excuse is that I'm too busy. and, And here's the other one, which I know is is not the case that, that I already know how to be a great public speaker and a really great listener. Sure, I could probably justify saying that given my profession, but there's always room to grow. So I hope I haven't already answered in how, how it felt like for you. But let's talk about the excuses piece. What what was the reason for you having to get take so long to get to be part of this great program?
2: Well, as far as our excuses go, for two years, we knew which club we would check out we knew the location and we said that's the one and then we would say it's a Thursday noon club so we would say we'll go Thursday so it might be Friday of a week and we say we'll go Thursday then Wednesday comes we're busy like you're saying thousand things to do and we just say well maybe next week and we just kept doing that then you kind of forget about it for a while then we would check into it again And we would still try to go Thursday, but the same thing would happen. And and that went on for a good two years at least, wouldn't you say?
1: Oh, at least, yeah. Yeah, and it's not just where you say, oh, I have work to do. Or once you get past that hurdle and you say, okay, I've cleared my schedule it's available, you come up with the other excuses, I'm tired I don't feel very good. You you kind of make up some of those excuses the first or even the second meeting you go to before before you actually take the step and go. There's just excuse after excuse not to go. And really the minute you take that first step of going to the first meeting is when, at least I know for me, I think for you as well, and for a lot of members, that's when those excuses start to go away and you say, it's no longer about making excuses, it's what can I do to make this meeting every week from now on.
0: And in your case and so many others, what can I do to make this meeting every week and how can I serve?
1: Right, exactly.
0: That seems to be the theme throughout my conversations is this is not about, we we go thinking we're going to receive and we're going to gain, which of course we do, but more and more I hear from everybody that this is an opportunity to to give and to be of service and to help lift each other up.
2: Exactly. It's incredible the support of network you build out there. And it helps in business. I I can tell you, we never expected to get clientele from joining Toastmasters. That was not even on our radar, but we have. We've had a lot of people who have just gained trust in us and and we do business with them. And it's just, it's a great, it turns out to be a great networking uh, process as well, but that's not what we intended at all. And it's just... The friendships and the relationships that we've built uh, will last a lifetime.
0: Speak to me about your business. You both said that you're in business together. Let's talk a little bit about what you do outside of Toastmasters.
1: Well, we run a tax and accounting business. My dad, Randy, has been in the business since, what is it, 1985? 83. Since 1983. And I joined the business after I graduated college. I graduated with a finance degree at ASU. And I joined the business around 2010, and we've been working ever since then uh, together doing that. And we also own and run a self investment company where we do it provide investment research and education for individuals. We run weekly investment webinars every Tuesday, that's a subsidiary of our, our uh, main tax and account, accounting business.
0: Love that. So it's it's this education piece right. that's so important, I would imagine, with the, the industry and the people that you serve.
2: Right. Exactly. I've always had my own accounting practice, and I've dealt with clients, and the thing that drives me the most is just serving them, getting to know them, and really trying to help them. And Toastmasters just brought that together in one quick, complete package that i could see that we can really give to the community we can really give to each other and help support each other and and again take that experience and use that with our clients as far as relating with clients talking with clients and it's made it that much easier
1: yeah i think toastmasters has helped a lot with our ability to explain some difficult concepts sometimes to clients because we deal with things sometimes that other people don't want to think about their taxes their finances things they don't want to understand necessarily i think it's helped us to clearly efficiently explain some things to clients have some better communications with them would you agree i agree with that yeah it's just the sort of thing where it feels like as soon as we stepped in it it's like, where was this all of our lives? We were, it was just a natural And
0: Why did it, why did it take us so long? <laughs>
2: right. Especially for Especially me. Especially for you. I know <laughs> right? you saying that.
0: Randy yeah. said that before we were on air. He's like, I would you say, 60?
2: Six, I, I, I'm i 64 now, but I was 63.
0: Yeah. And, and it hit, you've been familiar with Toastmasters at least for a handful of years before. Well, I
2: knew about it 30 years ago, and I just ignored it. Yeah. I didn't do anything about it. But.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a fascinating conversation with everybody we've had on board, both the personal gifts and the the professional gifts that come as as a result of being a Toastmaster, the friendships, the networking, which you said was kind of a byproduct. You hadn't come into it expecting that you would have clients as an end result of it. How important is the listening piece as it relates to Toastmasters and then transferring over into business? Is Is that important?
1: Absolutely, yeah. One of the ways that Toastmasters has really improved, I know for myself and I know I speak for hundreds of other members that I've talked to in the state, one of the ways that it really improves that is the evaluation skills that we gain within Toastmasters. We evaluate, we get two to three minutes to evaluate a speech on a given week and in order to effectively do that, you need to be able to listen to every detail of that speech and sometimes. When you're listening to something, maybe your mind glazes over depend, just throughout the course of the day. And that sort of skill has allowed us to really focus on what other people are saying. Not that we didn't do that before, but it's definitely a skill that's been, uh, a muscle that's been strengthened by doing that. And of course, that converts over to what we do, not only oh, in sure. our business, in listening to our clients' needs and concerns, but just in our personal dealings as
2: well. And so much of communicating is listening, and really, you know, they always say that you were given two ears and one mouth, so you should be listening at least twice as much as you're speaking. And Toastmasters, you wouldn't think that that's what it was teaching you, but it does. It shows you how important the listening part is and the understanding of what people have to say. And that's another thing that I think is amazing with Toastmasters is... How quickly people bond, complete strangers, by telling their stories. It gives them an opportunity to share stories that maybe nobody else is listening to. And just being a part of that and listening to them is a great bonding process. And I really am impressed by that.
0: We we listen for the commonalities, right? When someone's speaking and sharing a story we find ourselves in them somehow. And that does bring us close together. And when you're in a club and week after week, you're spending time with each other in this feedback loop, listening, sharing, being the speaker yourself, I, I would imagine that you become very close very quickly.
1: Yes. Oh yeah. 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 Some of the subjects that come up are just things that don't come up with your coworkers or your friends at happy hour it's, we, we've said before, it's like a weekly group therapy
2: sometimes. I,
0: you know, no one has said that yet, but that makes sense because of uh, how quickly you have to think on your feet and speak from the heart.
2: Exactly. It really is. And people tell deeply personal. Uh, we've heard in, in this contest season, we've heard three people give their speech on how close they were to committing suicide and taking their own life. And they attribute some of what they went through in Toastmasters as saving them from that. And so it's incredible how deep some of this goes. And we get to share that with people that they said they really haven't shared that story with the people that are closest to them. But again, it's such a quick bonding process. That's probably the single most important thing to me that I've seen from Toastmasters is how quickly you trust each other. If it's, you know, it needs to be a good club, but most of the clubs I've visited and I've seen many, they have that closeness that connection and it's incredible to me
1: and every club is different there's what just because one club is right for me doesn't mean it's going to be the right club for you there's different personalities with every club and that's that I mean we're just talk bragging about Toastmasters here but that's one of the amazing things about it is that there is a club for every personality and we've really seen that as in our year of leadership here we've been able We've been fortunate to be able to go to many different clubs. We serve different areas. So I get to go into the downtown Phoenix area. You, Randy, get to go into the East Scottsdale area. And we see all over the state. And there are just different personalities everywhere and different fits and different types of people and dynamics. And it's just been, it's, it's amazing to see the lives that really, it sounds like a cliche, but the lives that have changed over the course of a year or shorter in the Toastmasters experience.
0: Tell me, uh, is this the first conference that you two have attended, or have you been to conferences previously?
1: It's the first spring conference, but we were at the, the fall, fall conference this past Flagstaff. In- I think they had flagstaff, mentioned, staff, yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, I also heard. I think Enid shared with me that this is. It's been a decision that it's just going to be a once a year thing right, going forward. Right. So spring conference it is. So when you anticipate coming this weekend for the spring conference, having had the Flagstaff experience in the fall, what did you look forward to most, and what are you experiencing while you're here? Well
2: number one, I started looking forward to it the day we left Flagstaff. So I really did. I was excited to do it again in six months and I I literally counted down the months in my in my mind. The thing that again that I that attracted me and made me want to come back is the whole idea of the bonding and the people that you see and those relationships just continue and then as you bump into people in the clubs or even outside the Toastmasters you bump into some of these people and you still have that connection and it's been that's why I wanted to go back and that's why I keep going to contests and things because of that whole camaraderie bonding that we don't get is self-employed people. You know, we work in a very small business. We're not in the corporate world anymore. And so we don't have that camaraderie. And Toastmasters has really opened that up for us.
1: Yeah, it's really all about the people when we come to these conferences. Of course, it's nice getting awards and things like that as well. But that's very low on the list when when you talk about just the people and the familiar faces. And even as we're talking here people walking by and waving <laughs> friendly faces yeah. and that's uh, that's a great thing to have you know the, just to, to be a, we know more people at, we were talking about this on our way in yesterday we know more people now than we did at the Flagstaff conference in the fall and that's a great feeling to be able to walk around and know be able to talk talk with and have a conversation with the majority of people in here and they've a lot of them have become good friends and that's really the thing. That I and I think a lot of people here look forward to the most when it comes to these conferences or contests or anything like that when it comes to these events
0: so the theme here is caring for each other building relationships which have come quite naturally right. and improving obviously your personal and professional ability to speak listen communicate and in your case raise the vibration as professionals as well, doing an even better job at what you're doing as you serve your clients and offer these workshops and webinars. Well, kudos right. and, and exactly. congratulations to both of you. Thank Do you, you. have, uh, before we close our segment together, um, a, a tip or a, um, a little success secret that you might offer a new Toastmaster member?
1: I, I like to say, an, uh, my w- when we come into Toastmasters, every single one of us, and I know we've kind of said it before, but... We kind of come in for our own reasons. We want to become a better speaker. We want to do, be better at networking. It's me, me, me kind of when you step that first day into a Toastmasters meeting. And that has nothing to do with what the greatest rewards are because the greatest rewards from being a Toastmaster, and especially as you get into leadership, is being able to bring... The positive experiences that we're sitting here talking to you about, being able to bring that to other members. And when we have, I know both of us have had individual members say, You made me, you've made a positive difference in my year, or it's because of you that I'm, back, I'm at this meeting, or something like that. It's going to feel great. That, that's the best feeling. Better than if you give a good speech and you f- get accomplishment for that. That's nice, of course. But the greatest feeling is when other people, come up to you and say, you made a difference. And and that's really the greatest reward and uh, unexpected, I think, reward for Toastmaster members.
2: And the point that I make to people is you you really need to get outside of the club because what you experience giving speeches, doing evaluations and performing the other functionary roles uh, that's included in Toastmasters, you only get about 10% of what's available to you in the total Toastmasters package. Even if you don't get involved in leadership, just getting out and getting to volunteer for some of the other committees and some of the other things that are going on, it's all rewarding you. All that you give, it's just nothing compared to what what you get back from from that. I mean, we try to give, give and give, and we just keep getting back more and more and more from it, uh, from personal satisfaction. And like Kevin said, having people tell us that we made a difference, we always, in our business life, we love that. We want our clients to say that, but it's become even more important to have people who were strangers not too long ago tell us that we've made a tremendous difference in their life or or that you take people that were too nervous to talk within the club and by watching you come in and get started they were encouraged to do that and then we just kept keep encouraging each other Uh, they encourage us we encourage them and just everybody keeps building and growing it's
0: very reciprocal (laughs) very synergistic Uh, it's interesting I've had this sense and this feeling each time I've talked to Toastmasters, again, twice in the studio with a different set of people, and then, of course, several people today. What you've just both shared is makes me think that Toastmasters is the microcosm of the macrocosm. Toastmasters is a perfect example, uh, a small example of, of how I believe we should be in life. I don't usually like to use the word should, but when we step out of our comfort zone and we give first and we uh, put our our own needs aside and we're willing to serve and volunteer, much like in life, Toastmasters is this microcosm of how I think my life and my legacy is meant to be lived. So thank you for sharing those last little sweet spots because I hadn't been able to articulate that previously, but I've always felt like that when I've been around Toastmasters.
2: That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree more.
0: Well, thank you for spending time with us for this segment. I know you've got a busy day ahead. In fact, and I think it's... Not too long from now, you'll be sharing a little bit around your campaign and right, and right. how you hope to continue to serve the community. And I do want to open an invitation for both of you to come to the studio at some point and uh, do a longer conversation and shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about your business and, and help put the good word out about what you're doing on, on behalf of business owners and individuals. We'd
2: Absolutely. love to take We'd you up to. on that. Good. That I look forward to it. Thank you. Karen. You bet.
0: You've been listening to Phoenix Business Radio with Business Radio X. Some media leans left, some lean right, and we lean business. Until next time. I'm Karen Nowicki. Toastmasters International and all other Toastmasters International trademarks and copyrights are the sole property of Toastmasters International. This podcast is independent of Toastmasters International. It is not endorsed by, sponsored by, affiliated with, or otherwise connected with Toastmasters International.